Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut. Every Monday, you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Babe Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we are all a little bit sick and tired talking about money all the time. So welcome back to Wise and Shine shine to me right, i can trust an asshole you know because they are consistently an asshole uh, <laughs> yeah because trust is about consistency, right, trust is about right? consistency. <laughs> this person yeah. is always late i can trust that these guys confirm late one Welcome to the inaugural episode of Wise and Shine. My name is Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and I'm joined with Dawn Budget Babe, our first financial influencer in town, and the only female here. <laughs> yes, and hi everyone. This is Eric here. Eric goes global. Nice. So I think uh, this is a new segment that mm. we are piloting, and I think we're very, you know, uh, be held by to to call ourselves wise. <laughs> <laughs> Who says we held by? Okay, it's true. Yeah, I thought that's why you brought us here, right? Yeah. <laughs> to kind of increase the overall wisdom. Exactly. Otherwise, you were just brought any Barbie or Ken, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But fair, fair point. I think uh, you guys have established yourself out there, right? So I think today we we want to kind of push these conversations forward because. Mm. Uh, after a while, honestly, I'm very sad of talking about five. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very bored of that. So I decided that yeah, let's do this uh, Monday segment where we connect with our audience on a different ground to mm. talk a little bit about some of the latest happenings and what kind of insights that we can we can have, lah, huh? So today we are gonna spend some time to talk about can you befriend your boss, right? So the backstory I think we don't really need to establish, lah, because out there recently there's been a lot of conversation, right? Bosses scolding. The, the new people like Gen Z's and how many of, how many of us remember that millennials for a period of time was the strawberry generation oh for sure yeah. right right when we were in our 20s <laughs> <laughs> no but but the, the interesting phenomenon is you see millennials now joining the bandwagon to label Gen Z's the next one right? as yeah. the strawberries yeah. right yeah. entitled that's the irony of life that's the irony I think that's that's the that's the part that really bothers me I'm like so are we in this endless tussle between like employers and employees you know is this, is this gonna just be an endless thing because if we broaden it up to say like oh it's not just like your boss as your shareholder but like your immediate mm-hmm. boss right I think hey your boss boss right so is this the endless tussle can you actually befriend your boss right I think that's the that's the question for today okay how would we define boss? Would it be your direct manager or even your CEOs and your directors? Where are we drawing the line for mm. this? Yeah, so I, I think um, my take will be like your immediate management, mm. you know, and um, to be fair, if you can be fair, your CEO, you're also quite kaulat, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, depending on how big the company is, but I would think like, yeah. your immediate management and uh, the people maybe two or three tiers above you, I think collectively we all call them mm. bosses mm. right and i think that's the that's the interesting part mm-hmm. my natural instinct is i mean okay so background right because all of us come from different corporate backgrounds so i only had like what two years of corporate background and after that i was an entrepreneur so i'll probably be speaking more from a boss point of view 
you're the boss. Hi, no, I come on, you guys. <laughs> you too, then right? we were very fine uh, with your employees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Actually, that's true. Yes, yes. So my my take is that it's put it in a okay comment section be. below. <laughs> oh my god, please don't. <laughs> I think it's okay to be friendly with your boss, but I don't think it's great to be friends with your boss. So There's you don't like difference. your employees to be friends with you? I yeah, I don't. Uh, okay, uh, here's how I define friend. Right, friend is like me and Don. Right, so we will go out for lunch. We celebrate each other's birthday. We tell each other secrets. We spend time. We spend a lot of time together. That's my definition of a friend. And so I wouldn't want to do that with an employee because um, number one, I feel that there should always be a line to be drawn because the minute if we are friends, people tend to have expectations. Like, oh, see, I'm your friend. So why are you treating me like that? That mm. makes it very complicated. So I prefer that we have a friendship line and then we have a employee-employer line. No, but don't you mm. think even mm. as an employee-employer, there's some level of expectation? What kind of expectation? Friendship expectation. Maybe not friendship, but you know, expectations are are everywhere, right? So so mm. even as an employee employee, your employees have some sort of expectation of you already. So I think I think I think where, where you're coming from is the murkiness. Mm. You know, when when you now you're no longer just an employee employee relationship, you are also a friend. And then it makes mm. it a bit hard to kind of push some ideas. Is that is that what you're trying to I say? I think Unless I can sit down with the employee and say, okay, what's your definition of a friend? Because think about it, right? There are two types of people in this world, right? There's task-oriented people, there's relationship-oriented people. So obviously, if my employees are more relational, they would want me to also be relational. Mm. But there has to be a line, right? I'm not going to like, hey, let BFF, let's go out for lunch. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, and then I have, I have uh, employees, uh, or maybe I have a boss uh, who is very task-oriented and he prefer to keep things very, you know, formal. So I feel that every relationship, there should be some rules. Maybe it's unspoken. And if we speak about it, then maybe there's less misunderstanding. Mm. Okay. But it might be tough. I mean, okay, so for my side, right, I come mm. from a corporate background. Still, I'm in a corporate background. I never really believe in friend, being friends with my boss. Yeah, but really, yeah, same thing. Uh, can be friendly. You do need to be friendly mm-hmm. because networking you know, you is very promote. <laughs> correct, correct. But like, I think it really comes down to the fact that we need to recognize at the end of the day, right? Everyone has their own agenda, and the boss agenda when it comes to it, the owner of the business, the first agenda is to protect the business. Mm-hmm. So let's say if the best friend, the employee, needs to get fired, then how? Mm. Would yeah. firing that person save the business but then ruin the relationship? Would the person be mature enough to understand that it's not personal, it's really just to save exactly. the business? That's or be like, no, my friendship means more to you than the business. You mean you chose the business over me? You know, and when it starts to go down that mm. route, right, it's, it gets very tiring. So I think you really have to draw the line. Um, but knowing and knowing how to like manage that relationship with your direct manager especially I think it's super important because mm. I've seen people who when they leave organization they bring their, their people with them oh yeah yeah and the best bosses that's the power right? of people correct <laughs> exactly so they can actually create a lot better opportunities for you after they've found it for themselves first <laughs> outside right so like let's say your direct manager gets uh, hit hunted into a very big firm which has like a 50% pay raise. Wow, jump ship, here we mm. go. But because you had a good relationship with her, when it 
it's time for her to now recruit, she'll think of you first. Mm-hmm. She'll bring you in and she's more likely because she had that good relationship with you to fight for a better pay. Versus like, mm. oh yeah, I'm hiring this person. Uh, my relationship is so-so, la, but she's a good worker. Uh, I'll just bring you in and pay the least amount that I have to to get you in. But if there's a bit of relationship, that person might be able to fight for you for a little bit more. Obviously not the most. I feel relationship bit. is like a lubricant. Right, it makes things oh, easier. Oh, we're going there, huh? It, <laughs> I mean, it's wise and shy, right? Yeah. <laughs> good morning. Right, I mean, think about it. It's If I have a good relationship with you, it makes work easier. But mm. I'm very, very wary, especially salespeople, you know? Mm. Like, oh, I want to build a very good relationship with you. But okay, I can be friends with Reggie, but doesn't mean I'm the best financial advisor to Reggie. Mm-hmm. So I'm very worried sometimes that people overvalued their friendship and they use their friendship as a butter trade for business. Yeah. Or worse, like you said, right? That, oh, because we are friends, I'm bringing you to this company. What if your values doesn't align to the company's values? What if you actually cannot produce work? Then mm-hmm. then I'm bringing date weight. Yeah, no, so I, th- I think the caveat here mm. is definitely that you must be able to perform, right? Yeah. If, if, you're not, if you're not good at it, then... Don't even talk. You know, yeah, <laughs> so every day in Laliang, nothing's going to come out of it, right? <laughs> yep. So, so I, I, And I think there is a bunch of people that you know, feel like, oh, you know, all I need is to befriend my boss, right? There's there's a bunch of people that feel like that. Like, you know, like, I'm stuck here because I'm not friends with my boss. Like, my boss don't like me, you know, I cannot move up. And I will say that there's some people that, yes, fit the bill. But Mm -hmm. there's also probably a big bunch of people that are tuning in that require a different set of skills, you know, to to be able to move up. And I think that's the, there's a little bit of that gap. I think it's having both. Right? Yeah. When you can yeah. perform and you have great relationships, it yeah. helps. No, but I, I but I think saying both is a bit lackluster. You know, like 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 I get it, yes, both. Right. But how how do I know? How do I know where, where am I lacking? Try. Yes. I think maybe we a better word is value. Mm. Because everybody defines value differently. I, I mean I believe that in the business world it's all about value exchange. Mm-hmm. That if you have value people want to hang out with you in in a business in, in let's talk about just business right and some people value friendship therefore i'll be your friend but some people value let's say my boss value that i want you to always give me contrarian point of view because i like you to challenge my point of view and if i know that my boss value that and i give him that then he's going to always think that i'm an asset to him mm-hmm. so maybe start by all of us as employees or even partners right ask ourselves you know what does this person value Mm. And then we give that person a value and then we can continue to have that relationship, whatever that name is. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but let's talk about the dark sides though. Mm. So there are two dark sides, right? The first thing I'll talk about is really like, you have to learn when to protect yourself because in French, right? With I friendships, <laughs> you tend to let your barrier down. Yes. Right? Yes. You let your yes. guts oh down. God, like, yes. you'll say a lot of things that later on you realise, it's hey, yes. not very appropriate to have yeah. told yeah, my boss Korean that. Korean drama already, like, <laughs> backstabbing. You know? Exactly. And the thing is that you'll never know when your boss might use it against you. Mm. So you might say mm. like, oh yeah, I went drinking last night. So yep. I anyhow do that, as, yep. that you have a project. Point report and yeah. then like your boss is okay yeah no worries i understand but actually say say only three months down the road when they have to fire then they bring it up <laughs> we're like oh shit, and i I, I must confess to that which side i actually yeah. you know um as a boss you know uh. i 
it happens, right? When you slip things, you know, like when you tell me certain things on a very casual basis, ah. it does shape my impression of you. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And I, so so I, I can attest to that. You know? Because and, you're the paymaster. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you'll be thinking, mm, this money well paid or not? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, and, and the, okay, and, and that, that's a different discussion, right? Whether, whether are we paying enough and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's a different mm. discussion. But, but it's just the basis of like a lot of these, because as much as when your boss casually says something, it changes your impression of your mm-hmm. boss. Agree. When the employee says something, you know, like Same. as much as we friend friend, you know, uh, you, you tell me certain things, it affects how I look at you. Yeah. Right. And it affects how I then decide, um, is this where, is this as far as we go? Like, is this your level? Like you're going to stagnate here or, or am I going to try to like push you further? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, and, and I think that's, that's a very fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that, that being said, I think, a lot of people sensationalize the gather your skills, right? Like, oh, you know, you just got to be very good and people will see you, right? You, you, you got to like, oh, just just be very good at what you do. Lah. And then, you know, there's all this upskilling and all that. Mm. But to, to me, if you're very good at what you do, you get as far as somewhere in the middle management, you know, level. You're kind of good at what you do. Okay, mid-high. But if you want to go further, you want to be closer to the center of power, then I must trust you. I must mm. like you. Inevitably, exactly. there yeah. must be friendship here. Inevitable one. People in the past go as far as marrying their kids, you know. You, you know what uh, I mean, right? The like, kingdoms, like, right? Yeah, the kingdoms. Yeah. And until date, it happens. Okay, as mu- it's just not mainstream media. They mm. don't talk about it as much. But to date, it happens, right? And they send their kids to the prime, prime school hoping that, oh, marry, marry, you know, that it's, it's great, <laughs> right? But, but, to me, that is the reality, right? Like, why are you tuning in on something like this? Because somehow, as a listener, deep down, you feel like, maybe I befriend my boss, I can go further. Mm. Or I will make my workplace a little bit better. Mm. And the truth is, yes. Only when I trust you and I like you, will I pull you closer. Yeah. You know, but the caveat is, you must still be good at what you do. I don't know. You, and you, you must like uh, No, no, it's the idea of like and trust. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel that... Um, it's the, it's it's a fundamental ingredient you need in a relationship. Mm. Like I need to like you enough so that I don't like get pissed off when I see your face, right? <laughs> uh, that's why I say the lubricant makes things easier. But you're right, the trust. But the trust is more of the I trust that you can do your job. I trust that you can cover my backside if I get in trouble. That we are a team. Mm. However, do I trust you enough to then tell you my weaknesses and my secrets? That's where I feel. That's why uh, the, the degree of trust is different. Like a BFF, you will know all my deep dark secrets and yet you still love me for who I am. Yeah. But I don't think I can have that with my boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we need to not be ignorant and think that... Uh, and, and I'm t- telling it from a, a really uh, a life experience, right? I wear my heart on my sleeves, you know? I, I'm in the education field. I, I spend a lot of time with trainers and speakers who I thought were my friends because my <laughs> definition of friendship is like how I defined it earlier, like we tell each other everything, you know, we spend time together, but people use it against you and, yeah. and, and they only are your friends when you're useful to them. Exactly. Like when shit hits the fan, wow, then you really know who your real friends are. So I yeah. think we all need to be very, don't be too idealistic about how we define friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to make sure that you're constantly valuable to the people that you're spending time with.
But I think let's raise let's do a yeah. quick poll, okay? Because okay. you raise a very interesting point. Mm. Let's say well, I'm a professional. Let's say all of us here, right? Yeah. Um, we are in a position of hiring. Okay, mm. so I cannot only speak as a manager because I've not been a boss yet. But both of you guys are bosses, right? And let's say we have two people now. We're on great relationships with both of them. They both can perform equally well. Okay. Okay. They are both very likable. But you like one a bit better because you're a closer friend to them or they're a closer friend to you. Who would you hire? Same paycheck, everything all being the same. Who would you hire? The friend, right? I will hire right? the friend. At that stage when everything else being equal and the only plus is the friendship, then you go for the friend. The friend yes. But what if I switch it around now? Mm. Uh, one is your very, very good friend, can perform very well, but 80% of what the other guy can do. So the other person is more competent. Yes, and cheaper. Now okay. who will you hire? <laughs> I will take the more competent guy. Okay, so my, my view is, um, as much as I believe that you know you shouldn't start a business with your friends you know I also believe that you shouldn't hire your friends because they are just friends mm. Mm. okay so I, I prefer the other way of rather than starting with your friends befriend the people you start things with or the befriend the people that you work with Mm. You know, r- rather than the other way around, because a lot of people, like you said, right? Oh yeah, you know, you you go into a next company and then like we're really friend friend, right? Hey, hey, help me, you join me, which is fine. It's not a it's not a bad thing, you know. But I have a tendency to rather befriend the people at work. Yeah, you know, mm. or befriend my founders. So in other words, I rank competency as the top. Yeah, which is same, and mm. that's the value he's defining. Everybody's yeah. definition of value is different. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna go for an interview with Reggie, I better make sure I show up for my competence. Yeah, that's why I shoot down a lot of content. Interview team, if you're ever hiring. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I like for you. Which would you? Which? How would you pick? I pick competency number one. Yeah, you see, because yeah. you value competency more. Yeah, and to me, I feel like you can be friends with anyone. It's just whether you want to put in effort to be friends and how much you want to do to maintain that friendship. Yeah, I think I think there's a bit of texture and layer, right? But mm. going back to the idea of trust, mm. right? To me, right, I can trust an asshole, you know, because they are consistently an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because trust is about consistency, right? Trust is about right? consistency. <laughs> if this person yeah. is always late, I can trust that this guy is confirmed late one. Then you tell him one hour in advance. Exactly, <laughs> right? So, so, so meeting no start at eight, after yeah, seven. Start at seven, now, then by the time eight, okay, it's just nice, uh, come bro, come and we start already. Right, so, so to, to me, trust is about consistency. So I can trust an asshole, right? As long as they are consistent with it. Right and 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 I th- and I think when I tell people that line, it shakes their whole worldview, like because mm. to them trust is about liking the person, being no. able to share everything, you know, and and all that, right? Different. Yeah, but but on the bringing back to the topic of like, should you then befriend your boss, right? What about in the space where your immediate boss? Mm-hmm. Right, so I think I think we had, we we went through quite a bit of texture, like you know, like the big boss or like hiring or, or different different kind of people, right? But what is the relationship that you should manage with your immediate boss? Why I ask? Because if you outperform your immediate boss, they do feel very threatened. Mm, of course. Depends. Right? Oh, okay, come, come. So because I, I think yeah. they're I think they're in their incentive structure, it's not that they want to keep you there. It's yeah. not that they want to keep you there, you know, but 
if you outperform them, then you are challenging their. It, it depends uh, their on the culture right? and the incentive system. Okay, come share so with that's us. Where, that's why I, I always think that uh, ultimately, uh, whether good people stay with you or not, or whether friendship matters or what, ultimately it's still about the culture of the company. If the company is good, the bad people eventually flushed out anyway. But go, going back to your question, right? So um, if the manager feels threatened, that means something wrong with the incentive system. Uh. That means to say that uh, I'm not incentivized to guide, groom my people so that they can take over my position. But if the company has an incentive system where if your people are promoted, I give you more bonuses or mm. I create a position for you. Then there's no politics. What is politics? Politics is when there's scarce resource. Really? So when people fight, that's when it creates trouble. Really? Yeah. yeah that's an interesting definition actually. If you think about mm. it in war, it is, it is, right? Scarce resources, so you then fight. That's why you it. fight. If it's a triangle pyramid, people will always fight. No, but I think I think politics exists anywhere. In in, in it's just um it gets a bit more intense when there's scarcity. I, so no, if, actually your Reggie has a point. You see, he says politics is everywhere, right? You know why? Because we're we're dealing with human beings, right? Because yeah, yeah. human beings have scarcity mindset. It's mm. all they, their really? thinking is just, I win. Mm. You all must lose. Mm, but right. if I have a, we all win together, then why would I want to be political? Exactly, exactly. I agree. But I think also, right, to caveat that, it depends on the organization structure because mm. not every structure allows for that to happen. If you talk about like a SME MNC, if you outperform your boss, then you'll likely take over that position. Mm. But if you talk about an agency structure, yeah, a sales organization, sales, yeah. insurance, yeah. property, Network marketing. MLM, whatever yeah. it is, right? As long as there is that agency model whereby you can grow the people under you and not feel threatened about your own position of rice bowl, then you we group. find that happening. Yeah. Yeah, mm. whereby they want to groom superstars because mm. they're incentivized to do that. Mm. <clears throat> but in the corporate world, they need to protect their position first. Yeah, so yeah. they can't let a superstar shine too much. Yeah. You're very good. They press you down. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it also caveats on the organization's growth, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you are in an organization that is fast growing, right? Everybody just wants to move, right? A lot of startups, you know, you join mm. in or scale ups or whatever they call it, right? Tech companies, they move. Um, so when you join organizations like this, I think a lot of people are very aligned to just keep moving very quickly. Yeah. You know, but if you join some of the like, old companies or, you know, like SMEs that it's not that they want they don't want to move, they just are undercapitalized to to go further. So essentially your manager is capped. So you are also capped. So yeah. When, yeah. when 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 it is in that situation, then is being friend with your boss important? Specifically on that. So I mean, in the SME, SME or like MNCs, because I think a lot of the listeners will be in, in that field, mm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we say no. I would say yes for like agency models mm -hmm. where the person is incentivized to make sure the people under them perform or outperform, but not in the very corporate tiered hierarchical structure where you only have like the budget for that few people. Mm. Because the difference is, right, in these agency models, even if they run out of money, they'll find a way to get more money to retain everyone together. But in these kind of corporate structures, let's say the budget is just like, you know, X dollars for this position or these two positions. If this one person can do the job of these two people and cost a fraction of that X dollars, the company will make the decision, right? It's a finance decision, it's a business mindset decision. But it's not the same for 
agency model because having both will grow your sales, grow your total addressable market. Everything grows in tandem together. Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, if you answer your opposite is that, of course, you don't want to make enemies with anyone. Right? <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's why I say be friendly. Um, but again, it's, it goes back down to the value, right? So say, for example, in Reggie's context, right? Then my value is to never outshine my boss. My value is mm-hmm. to make my boss look good so that yeah. I'll forever yeah. always have a job. Yeah, and that's people always I, say that, right? You must make yourself, your boss look good. Yeah. Which is why I prefer that if, if for us to survive and thrive in an organization, maybe ask a different question. It's not about should I befriend my boss or not. It's first of all, what is the value I can give to my direct? Mm-hmm. And if being a friend is what that person values, because he's a social person or relational person, then by all means, be a friend, learn the skills, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if not, sometimes it might not serve you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know what? You'll be killed not by your boss. You know who will be killed by? Your colleagues. Oh, yeah. All the time. they'll be threatened by you. Oh, wow. You're sucking up to your mm-hmm. boss. Mm-hmm. And your boss doesn't mind you're <laughs> infighting. Great. Because if you all fight, it means you're, you will not be eyeing on the throne. Mm-hmm. You see that? So, but, but that's then we go into this kind of very negative culture, which I yeah. hope we don't have in, in our companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. that's a really good summary. But at the same time, right, when you befriend your boss, if it calls for it, I yeah. think people need to learn how to protect themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need to know where to draw the line so that you don't end up saying something you regret later on because <laughs> you don't know if your boss will choose friendship or business when it really boils down to crunch time. Yep. I I'm quite sure it's business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm sure. I'm always very cautious. Like I have a very clean line. When I first started working in my early twenties, right? I didn't even add my colleagues on Facebook. Oh the wow. only colleague I had on my Facebook was my FYP friend because we were friends first then Oh, colleagues. colleagues. Yeah, Got but it. for everyone else, I just like, you know, pretended, oh, Facebook, oh, I don't really use that, but shit, I do. <laughs> and then privatize my profile so you can't see any activity unless you're my friend. Yeah, it was only after I joined a much, uh, another organization with a much healthier culture that I started to change that mindset because you then realize that your colleagues are not your enemies. Mm. But when you feel that your colleagues could be your enemies, you'll feel more threatened. Yeah, you and, show yourself. Yeah, you show yourself more. And also, I think competency matters because like, you know, as a young, fresh grad in the workplace, right, I didn't feel like I was very competent. So I, could, I didn't know if something I use or say, like my clubbing pictures on Facebook, later they use it against me, mm. how? True. But if you're competent, you'll be like, ah, use her, use her. I'm more competent than that. You think clubbing pictures will drag me down now? If you'll fire me over clubbing pictures, sure, fire lah. I'll find a better job elsewhere. So I think it really is like finding a good balance among all these skills, competency, befriending your bosses, knowing when to protect yourself, knowing how to add value, what to give your bosses, what to give your boss so that they look good and then they'll make you want to look good as well. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay, so I, I think we went one round. Pretty interesting idea. So in closing, <laughs> every day uh, with Wise and Shine, I I want to hear one point that you have after our, our conversation, right? So maybe start with Eric. I think the currency of the business world is value. Mm-hmm. So um, make sure that whoever that you deal with, be very clear about what that person values. And as long as you give that what he wants, you will always be in a relationship with that person. 
Mm. Ah, oh, okay. That that's an interesting mm-hmm. one. Mm. It's not not always about hanging out together, right? Mm, okay. If, the, if yeah. that person doesn't value that, <laughs> <laughs> like me, so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we'll let your employees know. So, no, no. I mean, they know when I when I talk to them, then they know that I want to hang out. When I don't, I just don't, don't, don't. don't. Just give me a break. Yeah. Yes. Is that why he doesn't want to hang out with us after this? <laughs> oh yeah, I did ask him out for lunch, and he say like he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> I have like three more recording after this. <laughs> okay, so for me, my closing mm. thoughts is uh, I quite like what Eric said. Uh, be friendly, but I will still add on, but know when to protect yourself. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the boundaries mm, portion. Good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, in closing, after listening to all of you, it, it's very, very insightful, actually. Very uh, different viewpoint because I always come from the viewpoint that you know, uh, you should be friendly with your boss, your immediate boss at least, but you shouldn't threaten their fundamental existence, mm. right? Because once you threaten their fundamental existence, it's essentially you're in a loggerhead situation already and you mm. will not have an easy time. But after the conversation today, I feel like, yeah, it really depends on the organization that you're in. And if so happen that the organization it's not a very safe place to even befriend anybody. <laughs> you, yeah. Maybe you should go. La. But if you work for me, right, I, I want to let you know. <laughs> I, want, I want to let you know. If you decide to work for the financial coconut, you know, I, I'm very sociable. I'm just very tired very easily. Right. So, so, yeah, just we can be friends, you know, but it depends. Right? And I think that's why, like, why Think Shine is such a great show. You see, yeah. advice is multifaceted, mm, right? Mm. You come from that background where being friendly, you've seen the consequences of it. Yeah, yeah. I come from that background as well. But I've also seen, because I, I work in both sort of structures, I've also seen where being friendly with your bosses and outperforming them does not cause you to lose your job. Mm. Yeah, which is Eric's background. Mm. That's all he's ever seen. Mm. So we all come from different viewpoints, different perspectives, but ten lies the golden advice about advice, right? Yeah. You have to... Context, take, very important. Yeah, the context is super important. Mm. Some phrases stick around longer because, you know, it's more prevalent. It's like 80% of the majority population go through that. So it gets, you know, perpetrated all the time. Mm. But if you lie at 20%, then don't follow that advice blindly. Yeah, fair, yeah. Fair, and fair. knowing when to distinguish is super important. Yes, That's yes. why I listen to Wise and Shine. <laughs> It's our first episode. Wow. Yeah, but still so basically, she laugh, listens uh, to herself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. But yes, I, I agree. And I think in closing, uh, I would say that, you know, you got to be really, you got to be really good at what you do. You know, mm-hmm. as long as you're in a corporate structure or in, in, in any kind of organization, be really good at what you do. Um, but yeah, I would love to work with someone that I like. Yeah. And then I trust. 80% competency, 20% likability, relatability, whatever it is. Friendship. Yeah. That's why they're lubricant. <laughs>